0: Start what happened today to everyone. The Megillah starts. He And the Gemara has a whole length to explain what is this. What it explains, it means painful. You know, what it's amazing about the entire Megillah, that not one thing that happened in the Megillah was some supernatural thing. Even though the small items, we'll get get to it later, it seems to be supernatural. But that's not really the simple way of understanding. Everything What happened in Megillah it really is a sequence as the Rebbein Yushalayim set up the chessboard, as I like to say. You know, he set up the chess that this person should be here, this person should be here. Because the first question is, why was it that Human had such a power and come to power and wanted to kill all the Jews? So there's a debate in the Gemara, two opinions in the Gemara. The one opinion, the Gemara says the reason was because they worshipped Avedezoda at the time of Nechadnetza, a while ago. And it's one opinion. Then the Gemara says another opinion because they enjoyed the Suda that Achashredus made. He made a party, made had a huge party, and everyone had plenty of wine. And that caused, that party caused that, uh, that they also not clear. Some say they drank the wine was the problem. Some say it was not kosher. Some say even though it was kosher. The fact that they joined to celebrate because there was the kalim of the Besimik dish. There's a third opinion in the Medish that said that really it's still connected of selling Yosef. That I means if Klaliso would have sure for that, this wouldn't have happened. That's three opinions. Now, the Rebani Loilo, when he sets the stage in a time, it doesn't like happen mir- miracles. Everything and everything every detail happens to the free will of a person, even though we know that the Rebani never takes away the free will. According to many, many Rishonim, when the Torah says about paroi, I will harden his heart by paroy. Doesn't mean that he took his free will away. He only made his tolerance of pain higher. So, if you you know if you, if you beat a guy up, he'll do anything that you want him to do. So, what Hashem did was elevate his tolerance of pain, but he doesn't take the free will away of a person. A person wants to save someone's life, he would make sure that the gun is not going to go off. Plenty of such stories people tried to kill someone and they were not successful. I mean, he did want to do it, and somehow he missed. He misfired. The gun didn't go off. You know, something happened, Uh, and the guy didn't show up. He missed, uh, you know. uh, That's the way Hashem watches us, but the free will, that the Rebbe doesn't take away. And here, in the Hashverosh, the first thing is that Hashverosh makes this party. Huge party. The Megillah goes into the great land, but a huge, huge party it was. And they have plenty of wine. And the woman also made a party. Vashti made a party. I've often said to the people in my shoe, you see, the party of Vashti, you know what a type of party it was? It wasn't mixed seating. There was no shooting mixed seating. The men went in one room, the ladies in another room. And the Gemara says she left the doors open that the men should be able to peek into the ladies' section. But it wasn't that they had, you know, mixed, that didn't exist. It's just amazing how things were those days. And that was also called terrible. Anyway, so the, the Megillah goes on, and Achashvedois gets really drunk. And he wants to, that his wife should appear to him without clothing. And she refused. Now, the Gemara says not that she was such a tudeikis. She refused. The reason she refused because it wasn't her day. You know, either she broke out of pimples or, or any other explanation. And he became extremely angry, and that anger caused that he decided to kill her, and he killed her. One of the most fascinating parts of the entire Megillah, and I pointed out learning the Megillah, the Sektes Megillah, I pointed out that it has a lot to do with relationships and really about snees. Here, the first story. That makes a party, and makes a party, and he wants it to appear to her without clothing, the whole thing, and then he, she dies. Then he marries another, and and Haman makes sure to send a message that everyone should know that the husband is the boss at home. The mother says that this was a, this showed that the people, this shows that. Uh, you know, this shows that what's his name that um, the, the, the foolishness of a The I mean, says so that because he was so foolish. I mean, who doesn't? You know, he's got to send out a message that everyone is the boss at his home, and everyone should speak the husband's language. If a man marries a lady and he speaks English, she speaks French. The dominating language should be English. Low. I mean, it was. It has. It. It shows the entire Megillah, from the end beginning to the end, has to do with, with uh, with sneers and relationship. So he killed Vashti, and then he's looking for another wife, and the way he chose another wife, and finally has Esther. Esther was married to Mordechai. You know, Esther was married to Mordechai, going to the Igmara. and here Nebuchadnezzar. Unfortunately, she has to live with him, and and the whole the whole thing is. With Mordechai Ve Esther, and a lot, a lot to do with uh, with the whole makeup of, of relationship. It's very, very fascinating, the whole Megillah. And the reason, one of the big, big, big reasons is that really Mordechai Ve Esther, the says, were well, great, great holiness shamas. Now, even though it's hard for us to fathom, that It's extremely difficult for us to 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 understand why Esther had to go through such a hard time, such a difficult time, but still, this is what the, 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 the miracle was. Now, the miracle was that everything was hidden. You know, when you watch the story unfold, you don't realize the great miracle. When you look retroactively, then you realize how great the miracle is. You know, people have told me they call it the Monday Monday night quarterback, how do you say? Monday night quarterback. It means after the game, or uh, you know, 20, uh, hindsight is twenty-twenty. Afterwards, you see everything clearly. While it's happening, we don't see the clarity of what's happening. That's what it was going on. So here too, that, you know, while this was developing, it was very difficult to understand. This is the hand of Hashem. You know, you, you saw Vashti, you know, getting killed. Okay. She didn't listen to her husband. The husband got drunk and he was furious at her. And he had her killed. The Gemara says, really, the Gemara comes out and has an explanation. It shouldn't have really happened. You don't kill someone just because they, uh, your wife didn't want to appear. So the Gemara tries to explain it because she taunted him and said, my father... You know, drank a lot of wine and it didn't come, and you become so clumsy about drinking a little wine. And she really gave it to him. But the point was, the Rabbanisham wanted that Vashti should be dead. Now, the could have done differently. Vashti could have died just out of a heart attack. You know, because uh, things, things like that happen. It didn't have to be such a, a way. She died, she got cancer young people get cancer too, get an illness. She tripped, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we always hear young people die. So she was young and beautiful. So what? Things happen in life. The Rebbe wanted even from the beginning of the miracle, everything should work through the free will of people. The entire Megillah, from the beginning of the end, as I said, you notice everything has to do with what Hashem wanted. No, Vashti did not die on herself. Died a violent death. Now the Gemara says, "Really, why did the Hashem punish Vashti this way?" Vashti made the Jewish girl work without clothing on Shabbos. No, I looked around them before Shimon should explain it. I never had a good explanation. What was that all about? But Chazal say because she did it to the Jewish girls, that was her punishment. That she had to come without clothing, and she didn't want, and she died. See. Everything in the Megillah has a no the, because since the Megillah is a story for generations upon generations, every detail was a, an incredible hashgocha Pratis means Hashem watched make this happen. You know, as I said, Vashti could have just died, and he's looking for a new queen. and Many, many different things happened The one she wanted, she should be killed, and then she look for another one. And the most interesting thing is that they chose, how did he choose? He lined up, he called all the women, he called, they should all come. He got all the women to come, and Esther was taken to. Machlik is in the Medrash, exactly what happened to Esther, why she was chosen, he was hiding her, how they found her. Also, interesting, Medrashim, how she was found. But they found her. This was a very and Esther, you know, especially if you learn Esther was the wife of Mordechai, there's no way he was going to allow that to happen. And how did this happen? He had many, 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 many girls, and most of them wanted to become queen. Who doesn't want to become queen? In those days, a queen was really a queen. You know, a queen had a palace. The, the Megillah says that uh, uh, Esther had seven People, you know, the Madrid says a lot more than seven. One says seventy people, you know, you know, how you say in English answered her call. It wasn't. She was a real queen. So he asked Achashverosh, "Who did you choose for a wife? Who did I choose? I had a list. I checked my list, and this lady was the one that really fit my list. That's what you think." You choose Esther because Hashem wants you to choose Esther. Because Esther had to be queen, because the Rebornisham had to create the medicine before he creates the, the illness. I once explained this. That's called the Refuah before the market. Now Esther's queen there. Now, Haman could be Isn't it amazing? I, I tease this to young people. You date, you date, you date. And I always tell them you're going to choose, so Hashem wants you to choose. She asked, who did you choose for your wife? I mean, who did I chose? I chose, <laughs> I chose, you chose to Hashem wanted you to choose. It is amazing. That's what I'm trying to show that everything in the Megillah was with the free will and the Reboni Lord made it happen. That's called the Hester. Hester always means, Esther means covered and Hester means, it's we don't see the miracle. It wasn't all of a sudden He's walking down the street of and he saw this stunning Jewish girl, and he went head over heels over her. And, you know, it wasn't that way at all. It was, he had plenty of people to choose, and she wasn't beautiful, the madrush says. According to Mama Dumadriza, she was called Esther. She had a very pale skin. Esther, the Gemara says, in Persian, means the moon. Persians tell me that's what it means in Persian, the moon. And the mother says so, it's called the moon. And the reason she had that nickname, because she had a very pale face. The pale was, uh, was she wasn't beautiful. She was not pretty. She had a great charm. The mother gave her a great chen, a charm. You looked at her, you saw a chen on her face, but she was not beauty, as you would say. And there were a lot of other beautiful women there, and he only chose her. Showing that The Rabbi controls when things have to happen in the darkness of darkness, he makes he sets the, the things to happen. Now, Esther becomes the queen, then all of a sudden, Haman becomes very big. Now, the clip is Haman is a very, very, very powerful clipper. This week, we're going to read Parsh Zohar. The clipper of Haman is clip is Amalek. Amalek represents rak ra kol hayoyim. only bad all day long can you imagine? that's it. But in the letters of rak ra kol hayoyim, is the soifer Tevis amolek take the word rak ra-kol ha the letters, the end of the letters rak is a kuf ra is a iron kol ha is a mem it's it, the letters, thinking of bad all day long. You know, we all have sometimes, as I call, quirky moments. Sometimes you think you're so angry, you wanna just take a machine gun and blow them up. You know, sometimes we have moments where we just fantasize silly things that cross our minds. You know, we have certain things in our, in our you know, what we are, and sometimes, most of the time, we think of good. And sometimes I think bad, the the eclipse amolik was the Chazal say raq, ra koloyim. Everything, everything was everything in, in, in Amalek was ba- always thinking about ra I mean, all day long, he was preoccupied with doing bad. Not it's not like you know, a person think. I'm trying to say that even bad people, you know, doesn't mean. You could have uh, evil people, but they have, you know, they have, I'm sure, they have loving moments. They love their wife, and they could love their children, and they could be graceful for others. I mean, I just saw Balab didn't kill all his children. He was an evil person. There was moments of uh, kindness. The Klippis Amolek, the Zoe says, is bad all day long. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Rak, no, Rak, Rak is Resh Kuf, so the Kuf, Ra is Ayin, Kol is Alamein, Hayoyim is Endamein. you take the last letters of the words, it's amolik. No, he was he, uh, generally. He, the, generally speaking, the Zoe says that the Klippers Amulek thinks bad all the time. That's the Klippers Amulek all day long, vicious, bad. There's, that's what it's called, Rak Rak says Rak, rak because the Klippers Amulek always thinks bad, ruthless You know, he they are obsessed. See, uh, uh, Haman had a, a obsessed. He An obsessive personality. Can you imagine one person doesn't bow down to him? One person, and he becomes so infuriated, he wants to kill everyone. I'll get this into a minute. It's strange. So he, I gave a marshal. Let me, let me explain this. To explain this better. You know, Try the man Bill Gates, right? You have a Bill Gates who's worth who knows how much money, and everyone, you know, bows down to him. Everyone is, Wow, Bill Gates. One article in the paper writes a very negative, extremely negative article about him. So you know what he says? All my wealth and everything is worthless, because this paper wrote a negative article. He says, Human says, whole Zeh, all this. And then he is worthless for me. Do you know why it's worthless for me? Because Haman doesn't, because Mordechai doesn't want to be a unto me. Sounds so strange. I mean, I, even after thinking about it for all, all these years, I, I don't have a good explanation. You have to be really crooked thinking. Chazal tried to explain it. They say he was a slave to Mordechai. That's just uh, not everyone agrees. And some of in the matter, not everyone agrees that that explanation. He was, he, but Haman was. One guy doesn't bow down to me. Everything in the world is worthless. There are people that way. You know, there are people that way. There are people who think this way. If I cannot get this, everything is worthless. I, a real estate agent told me many years ago that <clears throat> she had a guy who wanted. He had a house that he had an eye on. He wanted very, very badly. He was so obsessed that he just uh, he couldn't you know for months. That's the house he want. The guy didn't want to sell it. It <laughs> wasn't uh, you know a guy we thought of selling it. Then he decided it's not selling. He wasn't going to sell it. And he was offered and went, the offer went higher and he was just just terrible. That's you know there's such a thing as obsessive compulsive where you think everything is dependent. You know. Sometimes teenagers have that. My whole life is depending on this girl. and If she rejects me, then my life is worthless living. You hear this in the news. The guy committed suicide because she rejected him. Hello? A lot of the girls out there. But, you know, they're so obsessed with the situation that they think life ends without her. Haman was so obsessed that if Mordecai doesn't bow down to me, all my wealth, all my children, and my greatness, and my esteem, and my publicity... It wasn't that he was just Bill Gates. He was so wealthy. Everyone, he was wowed by everyone. It wasn't just one of the famous, like Steve Jobs in the world, or other names of these famous people, who uh, people bowed down to him. Besides, he was so wealthy. And he says everything is worthless because he doesn't bow down. That shoydish in clip in Koyi is called Amalek, which is obsessed of doing bad all day long. It's like it's obsessive. Now, I, you know, which means that Ra overtakes the person. You know, the Ra. So anyway, so, so coming back, Homan became this very famous guy. And he demanded everyone to bow down to him. And Mordechai refused to bow down to him. Lo and he became so infuriated that he decided to kill everyone. And, and the funny thing is, not funny. The Gemara says Achashverosh was quite happy. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And you know how much money he was—he offered to pay Achashverosh. According to calculations, it was an enormous amount of money. Antska writes down one of the places the money. I forgot how much it was an, an uh, unbelievable amount of money for those days. For sure, even nowadays it would be a lot. And Achishveri says to him, "You know, I don't need the money. I don't need it. Just get the job done." So Chazal say that that money—that's why we give machzah shekel. Beginning of you know, right before Purim, we give money to Sudoka, That machzah shekel that we give every other pushed away the money that Homan offered. What does that mean? What what does it mean? Just because Homan offered money, so we need the Maqsa Sheik of the it. You know, one of the hardest things for people to do is, often, is to give tzedakah. It's a hard thing for many people to give tzedakah. You know, you you work so hard for your money, and you have to think about parting from the money. It's a hard thing for people to do. And here you have the Tzad Hatuma, willing to give away so much money, wickedness, evilness should happen. To destroy the Jewish people, he wanted to give so much money. The Shem showed that the says, how everyone is willing to give every year, not just, all their lives for each male, give a shekel for the Karbonus. That shows that we give money for Tzedakah, for the Bessamikdash. It counteracted the money that he wanted to give. You know, the funny thing is, I want to tell you an interesting Zaire. The Zoyer says, for mischievousness, for trouble, you always find money. To do trouble, you know, the the, <clears throat> the terrorists all somehow find money how to be terrorists. But to do something good is very hard to raise money. It's amazing. Always the terrorists, somehow, some hook and crook, they found money. Sometimes legal, sometimes illegal, legal, but sometimes very legal, and they get the money. And the other way around, to do good, then the Zoyi says even more profound. The Zoyi says very, very profound thing. When a person does a mitzvah, and someone joins him for the mitzvah, so the two people have the mitzvah, and they enjoy together having the mitzvah done. For instance, you do, do a mitzvah, so you're adding to the mitzvah that's in heaven, and all the mitzvahs get together. You know, they join, and you do a mitzvah. All the kedushed, diga in the world are so happy Another you know, the mitzvah is done. Another Shabbos was kept. another You know, all this is a great, great joy that it was kept. It comes to sinning, you know what the Gemara says: the Eitzahara has the. You know the Sahara is the one who is entices you, makes a sting operation, and then prosecutes you and then executes you. You know that. You know that he's. You know that he's all one. i just. Um, the Gemara says very interesting. The Eitzahara is the one who entices you. And once he entices you, then he sets up a, a sting operation. After he sends up a sting, gets you to sin, he quickly goes and prosecutes you. And then when you finish, asks you, so he executes you. Zoe says, in Ra, when you do something bad, there's no one enjoying your badness. It's not like all of a sudden, all the wicked people get together, ah, we have another guy who joined the club, no. The wicked along themselves are, are deeply annoyed of another wickedness happens. Who the proof is, how to immediately do something bad, he's out to kill you for doing it now. Hey, wait! Hey, he did something bad. Let him do more bad. Why are you prosecuting me? Because in badness, there's no achdis. There's no unity. There's no united in badness. In goodness, there's united. And it's hard to unite goodness. They'd say it's how doesn't want. But in bad, that's what the Chazal say, which is so true, even today in... in, today in sometimes you hear this in the news that when people are wicked, they quickly spill the beans on each other. There's no loyalty. They quickly, because because there's no real togetherness, you know what I mean, in wickedness. And on and and, and think there's no real, you know, we're good friends and we're going to sin together. Someone just told me a frightening story, <laughs> where a father-in-law and the son-in-law were cheating their clients, lawyers. Two lawyers, father-in-law, and they got into a fight. So the first thing the son-in-law did, he told all the clients how he cheated them out. And I was like, super shocked because they you know, I, I you know, one of I think the son-in-law is from the father in It's not from. Forget which one it is, but because the reason was the, when it comes to corruptness. There is no unitedness. Right? And when it comes to Kedusha, there is a unitedness. There's a togetherness. The power of Artis is very, very powerful. One of the reasons the United States is such a powerful country, powerly, it is united. The states are united. We have 50 states and we are united. And gives a we do know Artis brings a great <coughs> It brings a, break, a, a, a great kirh to Artis. So this is what. Um, okay. So the the Ardus. does the uni- unity helps, uh, uh, helps, even the, the, the secular nation. And more so, if there would be artists amongst the Jews, there's nothing that the, the secular world could do to us. The, the Chazal say that the reason why the Goim have a power over us is because we're not united the right way. Of course there's unity and we, we identify ourselves with you, but there is a, unfortunately there's a lot of hatred and uh, you know, splits. There's nothing wrong having a different opinion. The wrongness is disliking someone because has a different opinion as yours. It's very important. There's nothing wrong. I always tell this to young couples. Nothing wrong, your wife is going to disagree with you or your husband disagree with you. There's no way two people to agree. It's you, 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 you agree to disagree. You're, that's what you want and that's not what I want. But when it comes into a hatred and anger, that breaks the unitedness. So in Ra, this is what he says, there is never united. In Kedusha, you do find unitedness. So. So what happened was Haman. Not only, as I said, was rak rak all day long he was thinking of evil, but there's even more profound than that. He literally won, he's the only one, besides Hitler, in the Jewish history said, I want to lahashmid elaharik. i want to wipe and kill. Every Jewish person, menah, adzukan, young to old, taf, benushim, you know, and the shlolom, the loot, should be looted. I say in English, the loot should be looted. That means we never had this. We had the going, kicked us out from one country to another country. Sometimes there were programs, but they were not out to kill everyone. And And often, if they did, they wanted you to convert. But here it didn't help. Homer wanted to kill, doesn't he couldn't kill us, he bowed down, he all bowed down. He was just wanted, just like Hitler. Hitler killed anyone, even if he was he he was a Christian, but he was he had some Jewish blood on him. My mother on, tells me that in her camp there were two Christians and Catholics different who one claimed that there's there was no one Jewish in the blood. One claimed yes, the great grandfather was Jewish. That was good enough for the Germans. You know, you had a little Jewish blood in you, they thought it was good enough. He didn't care if you were Catholic or all he wanted la Hashmid, Ya Lahar. That's the power of a Malik. Yeah. But Rafa knew no, Hashem gave the order to Jews to yeah, view all their money So maybe this is only one way to to stay away. But that's not what happened. That's not why he did it. You know, if he would have been quiet, he would have lived a peaceful life. The reason he did it, he just was so enraged with what's the name with Mordechai that he was willing to kill everyone. His enragement, is his, his obsessiveness of it. You see, also another important thing that I tell people, very very important, what we learn from the Megillah. A person. Has a free, ch- it is choice. Even though you're obsessed, even though you have unhappiness in yourself, you could work on it to change and to be happy. See, Hamon had a possessive personality. I mean, it's no matter how you explain it, it's strange that a guy should become so enraged. Like I said, the Gemara tries to explain it, but it's it's you know, come on. It's like I just like I said. Imagine Bill Gates would say. All my money is worthless. Do you know why all my money is worthless? It, not just my money. He had 10 children. Everyone was a minister. And it was known in the world. He was second to the king. Everything is worthless. One guy doesn't bow down to me. Isn't it strange? And if you're so angry at him, have him killed. Big deal. He could have had his henchmen and have it done. You know, I mean, it was so powerful. He was, so, he, he was ra, and he wanted to destroy everything, but but he had a free will. You have to remember that the Rebunsham doesn't take a free will. He lets it be expressed. That means a person, even though he's obsessed, and even though he has an addiction, and even though you could break it. This is very important, how the Torah looks at this. Someone just asked me the other day, unfortunately, one of his family members is... Uh, seems like an alcoholic, you know, drinks a heavy Shabbos. You know, I said to him, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, there's programs for this. But you have to remember what the Torah teaches us. We do have a free will. It could be very hard, a person who's an addict, a person who's obsessive, a person that's hard, but they do have a free will. And the proof to this is, I always say this, the people, you know, I had once, a rabbi asked me that he read up about molestation. And he said that many of these guys are, you know, they're out of control. They don't have a free will. I said, it doesn't make sense to me. They never molest children in the middle of the shoe when the urge comes in front of everyone. They always manage to find, you know, to, how you say, to make sure it's in the bathroom in a quiet place. I mean, if the urge is so strong, they don't do it. So you see, they do have, they do have a, a control, you know what I mean, if a in everything in life, you know, when you, all of a sudden the guy walks in and sees you want to do to a child, you stop. He doesn't just keep on going. He has a free will. The person, he's in the middle of a, a sinning with a woman even. So if a guy would walk in, he would stop. You see that he could control himself. There's, the Yetzirah overcomes, and he doesn't, you don't want to control it. You let the Yetzirah control you, but the Torah says very clearly, The moods, you could control. You're depressed, you could make yourself happy. You're obsessed, you could. It doesn't mean it's easy. It is hard. It's difficult to change anything, but the tutorial says you can change it. See, but I really want to focus on what the Zoe says about Haman, the Ramolik. See, the Ramolik, you know, it's very interesting because and in, in the Sheila we say that all the nations in the world what really trembled saw the greatness of the case Yamsef. I said this Yeshua, we learned this in the Madris, that Ruchav Hazoina. Hazoina, she was a prostitute. It was just forty years later when they came into to Yeshua came into Yrichai, she was and she said, and the forty years since we heard that made three I didn't have any business. The men have a hard time having an erection. That's what the meddish says. 40 years. I'm not talking about at the moment. You know, you hear this, you you, you. She said, it's 40 years. Now they procreated, somehow they were bad, but looks like her business was down. You know, she's talking from her business. So you see that. The fear that the nations had. We say in Os every morning in the davening. They were trembling. The only one who pushed it away was, was Amalek. How did he do it? Why was Amalek not frightened? And the reason is when there's ra koloyim. This is what I'm trying to explain. See, every, in every ra there's some goodness. There's some goodness in every nation a lot of good people in every nation, a lot of good, you know, sometimes the nations do good things. There are good things that they contribute to society, but, you know, and there's bad and there's good. The, the goodness of the nation made them fearful There is a creator in the universe who's running the show. But when you're rak rak when you're molik, you push any kedusha, anything that's right, you push away from yourself. It's, and Kabbalah has a very deep explanation. It's very hard to explain it exactly, how it works. But that's the kuyukh of Amalek. Amalek. was did not allow, you know, sometimes a person has such a block, he doesn't let anything into his brain. Amalek was that way, he had such a block, that even though everyone around, all the nations were trembling, Amalek said, no, Amalek put up his hand, and Amalek says, no, I am not... Um, You know, I am not afraid, and he came to war. It's very, very. And the Chazal say another thing Amalek's koyik was. Amalek was a great, great kishif. Kishif means black magic. And to explain this, let me explain this a little bit over here. You know, Megumori says, Why did Amalek come? Which sin did they do? One opinion the Medrash says, the sin they did was, they asked, is Ayesh, Hashem Birkebeinim Oim, is God with us or not? You know what a horrible sin that is? Rasha brings down Al-Atoidah, brings a very fascinating Medrash. The father was taking his child, and he was walking, and there was a dog, so he picked him, put him on the shoulder. The child asked, Dad, I need candy. He goes into the candy, so get some candy. I need an ice cream. He gets him an ice cream. As they're walking, the child asks, meets a guy, Said, did you see my father? I'm carrying you on my shoulders. I gave you the candy, saved you from the door, gave you an ice cream. You ask him, is Hashem with me? Call you so. They got the hot crease, the hot the bun, the hot water, and they ask, is God with us or is not? Hayesh Hashem, You know, that's such a frightening sin. You know, it's like to explain this in a more practical way. Imagine you're married, and then all of a sudden the spouse turns to the other spouse and says, Are you close to me or not? Look so, what, are you, what are you talking about? Married? How long are we married? What are you asking such a question? We start asking the question, it undermines the fundamental of the marriage. I mean, what is your question? When, when there's a question, it's not just the moment to question. It goes into the depths of the relationship. we married such a long time, and I'm so devoted to you. And look what I've done to you all these years. And you're asking, am I close to you? I mean, it's sort of extremely, extremely uprooting. This is, this is what happened to. This is, this is what the colleague said. So the question is, because the question this came, Amalek. Amalek is the epitome of darkness doesn't want to see any kedusha, and that's why in the entire story of Esther there's also a hest upon him, a darkness because Klipper and still stood there until we broke that Klipper. I mean there's a certain darkness darkness that, that, that was there. So how do you get out of the darkness? So Rav Nachman says a very, very powerful thing. He says, faith, faith, and faith. Amunna, Amunna, Amunna. you got to strengthen your faith again and again and again. There's no answer. There's no trick. It's just strengthening your faith over and over and over again. well you know it, uh, that's a good question and the reason is because you need your children for your own badness you need enlist people you know to, to be crooked and to be crimeful you need uh, it's hard to do it alone I've read once such a story where the wife joined the husband to do some crime. And when she was interviewed, she never planned to have such a life. And he was a very strange person. But in order to stay in the marriage, whatever she thought is, uh, she became, uh, uh, she did crime. It was not like uh, you enlist your people around you to join you with that. It's hard to be a... But usually... Chazal say, an evil person, the evilness comes out all over. It comes out not just amongst other people. The, the sadisticness comes, I won't spoke about this many years, and I don't know, I never saw this film, but there was, there was that, that time they were showing this film of, uh, I forgot, Schindler's List, and uh, someone explained to me afterwards, when he heard me speak about it, he said that it shows that he was also bad with his girlfriend. He was sort of uh, mean and ruthless. Because the rule in life is when a person is mean to others, it's hard not to filter into personal life. If you are taking advantage of people and you're mean and you're cruel, that's that's your identity. So if you're not cruel to them because I need them, I need to, and then you're cruel because you use them only for your personal use, not because they are they are the person on their own. Using them for your own personal things. Yeah, I want to tell you another it says in Chazal that on other if you daven in hard, and especially if you daven in hard on Purim, the Bhani Sham will listen to your praise. So is a good from Chsedem to pray. It's a day time of because we prayed in Nissan and in other and we were saved incredible from Haman. And the next thing, what the Torah teaches us, Chazal teaches us, Marben You got to be happy. You got to fake it to remake it. Even though you're not in the mood. I sometimes say it's a Sunday morning, uh, you know, blue or whatever it is. Got to act like you're happy and you become happy.